Hello there, my good friend. How Hello. are you this morning? Uh, I'm pretty good. How are you? Yeah, uh, mediocre at best. What is this? Right. Uh, this is the Gone Talkies podcast, where we watch films that came wow. out 70 years ago today. 50. 50. That's two weeks in a row. <laughs> we watch films that came out in 1970, which is 50 years yes. ago today. Um, exactly. Why, Incredible. Why have I started saying that? I don't know. Um, I'm using a it's different, quite worrying. I'm using a different headset today. Uh, I'm on my laptop. Can you tell the difference? Yeah. Yes, your voice is very echoey. Right, that's not so good, is it? It's not so good. It's actually quite disgraceful. Is it? Is it very bad? We'll live. We will live. Okay, but you know, for the audience. Yes, I'm sure all all of them will be very upset. But you know what? Ain't that just the way? I mean, I can I can move to my computer if if this sounds really bad. It it'll be fine. Okay. Uh, I listened to an episode of the Off Menu podcast with Gok Wan, and he clearly did it on Skype without a headset on. And you know what? I listened to that just fine. Okay. So and watch, and we have many listeners that that will, yeah, will not we'll care deeply care. Cool. All um, right. Fine. Well, yeah. I mean, I can listen to it when I'm editing it, and then as long as it's not so awful that that this is going to be unreleasable. Uh, if it's if it's bad when I'm editing it, I can change back to my computer. But I've been having some problems with my computer, so. I thought yeah. I'd record my laptop for a change, but it's, it's a different headset, so. It's always nice to have a bit of a change of pace, isn't it? It is. I think, I think it also mutes you when you're not talking, which is very strange. And yes, it's very irritating. Because my other one, I can kind of hear myself in the corner, in, in the background, and I can also just hear your background noise, uh, which is quite comforting. Mm-hmm. But this one, I can't hear anything apart from, I can't even hear myself talking in this one, so. Wow. Yeah, Good. I can't do that in with me. It's uh, very upsetting. Yeah, because my other one feeds my own voice back into my head a little bit, just a tiny bit, just enough to 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 know that. Anyway, that's 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 uh, we're about to hit the two and a half minute mark before we say what film we're talking about. So I'm just going to extend this to two and a half minutes. Uh, I've just got one second left. What film are we talking about this week, Jamie? Uh, it's very worrying that you left it that long because my timeline's quite far ahead of you. But this week we're talking oh. about. Um, the Great White Hope, uh, which is a boxing film starring right. James Earl Jones as a young man. Yeah. Um, he plays Jack Jefferson, based on Jack Johnson. I That's think. Unless it's Jack Johnson. Oh, no, based that is on right. Jack Jefferson. That's right. Um, um, who is James Earl Jones, Jamie? Yeah. Never doubt me again, you scrub. James Earl Jones is, is a very he? famous American actor. Uh, he's probably most What's famous for Vader. Um, he also voiced That's with Pasta. Right. Um, yeah. But other than that, he's done a lot of other things, and it would be a disservice. Um, he's done uh, Matawan, Coming to America, Field of Dreams, The Hunt for Red October. Um, and he's played the stage version of Driving Miss Daisy in Australia, everyone's favourite play. Interesting. Did, so... did you say that he'd voiced Mufara, the runner? No, he'd voiced Mufasa right. from The Lion, the it, cartoon it, lion. It sounded like you said Mufara. Yes, but that's not what I said. Um, are we talking about the original Lion King or the the, the... the the original Lion King, yes. Oh, I thought he was in the most recent one. No, I think he does the, he's in the remake as well as Mufasa. I think he does ah, okay. both, actually. Ah, interesting. Uh, such was cool. the respect. I did, his, I did uh... see that he was in Lion King 2 as well. Oh, Simba's Pride. 
Yeah, it's in this priority. Uh, yeah. Anyway, he's in this film. Um, he's the main character. So yeah. Um, he, um, yeah. Uh, he was in the stage version, and then in a nice move, they let them keep their parts in the film adaptation, which doesn't always happen. Uh, so you know, good for him. Yeah, this film. This film was on TakeMePack.to, the website that we get our historical context from. That's kind of interesting because for... there's information about this film online it's not got much of a presence you know what I, I mean? you're right um it's hard to find stuff about it and yet for some reason unlike pretty much every other film mm-hmm. uh this one is on take back to teal i think we've only had one or two other ones that have, have been on take me back on the week that we're talking about it uh so that's interesting um this came out on the 11th of october yeah which is the, the date of listening for if you're listening i mean i assume everyone listens as this comes out yeah, I'd be pretty offended if anyone. I mean, if you if you're listening to this not on the day it comes out, as it comes out, fuck you. Yeah, kill yourself. Whoa, I mean, I was not going to go that far, but but just just bring it out there. Just saying, but that's the attitude I the contempt I hold towards you. Um, are you deliberately leaving that silence there, hmm. Jimmy? The what? Jimmy? Jamie? Mm-hmm. Are you there? Yes. So you, you just left half a minute of silence in the podcast, deliberately. Well, I couldn't hear you say anything. I don't know if you were expecting me to follow up on that thought, but I'm not gonna. I mean, I um, I, I was I, I was lib- I was leaving the, the pause for comedic effect, but then once I started seeing Jamie, you're kind of supposed to reply, because at that point, well, I, I'm assuming there's an audio issue. Well, well, I did, uh, but anyway. After quite a while. Yeah, yeah, because there was an audio issue. Do you want to talk about your fun Oh, there, article? Was, there was an audio issue, okay. Um, yeah. Do you want to talk about what? Your article. I don't have an article. It was just on the... Your historical context, anything. Uh, 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 the, the Time had an article on Battle Fatigue, which, which we know all about from, from Patton, or whatever that film is called. Yes. That's it. That's my historical context. That's, that's your... Okay, cool. That's my hit, hit... hit that's it. Great. So nothing really happened. What happened on the day, the 11th of October, 1970? Let's see. 11th of October, 1970. Uh, what happened on that day? There was... It was Andy Murray's birthday. the day of recording this, um, I've now been 21 for a week. Died. Sorry. Yeah, how's I was just, there was a long bit of silence there, so I thought I would fill it in. Um, yeah, very, very helpful. It was professional, wasn't it? Uh, how does it feel to be 21? Um, yeah. Fine. Uh, yeah, I don't really know what else to say. Um, I can't really tell the difference. Uh, the, the the scary thing is that this is the last age that anyone cares about until you like turn 30. You know? Yes. Um, whereas, yeah. you know, you turn you turn eighteen and it's well you turn six sixteen's kind of a thing just about then you know seventeen's kind of whatever eighteen's a big one nineteen's not really a big one but it's your last year as a teenager twenty you you know you you're not a teenager anymore twenty one's a big one and then suddenly yeah you know this is me okay do you want to hear a fun fact right looking at the week okay, okay. um on the eighth of October nineteen seventy. What born was Tetsuya Nomura, uh, the creator of Kingdom Hearts, Sadiq Khan, oh, current mayor of London, well. and Jesus Matt Christ. Damon. Right. 
That's three very famous people. Isn't that interesting? But on and the day, soon. on the day that this came out, no one was born in, of any interest. Yes, that's true. But you know, I don't. I maybe you should take up a historical context, because uh, it sounds like you've got it well, down. Uh, thanks. Um, okay, so the film in question is called The Great White Hope. Yeah. Um, it is about the boxer Jack Johnson, as we mentioned. Uh, yeah. No one can knock it down, which is very upsetting because this is 1910s times. So there's a big history of, you know, uh, racism to introduce that He's concept black. that's quite obscure to people. Yes, it's He's quite black. interesting, actually. Uh, it turns out that white people were very racist towards black people and still are, incredibly. Um, so they're looking for a white man who can knock them down the great white hope the titular great white hope they can't find one uh, they got a firm champ to do it and he's still lost um, so Jackson Jack sort of gets in trouble because he has a white wife um, which isn't great for people who don't believe in interracial marriage uh, so he gets arrested on trumped up charges uh, for violating the MAP Act uh, and What's he that? flees what is that? It's uh, you're not allowed to transport a woman over state lines for immoral purposes. Um, oh, okay. I mean, I kind of guess it's something like that based on what happens, but I, yeah. I but in the it. in the film, they say it's for it's really for corporations only, and that they sort of manipulated it so that they could technically arrest him for that because they he, he was annoying them. Right. Uh, so he, black. yeah. So he gets arrested, but he skips bail with his wife and flees mm-hmm. to merry old England, where racism doesn't exist, except that it does, and he can't box there because they really don't like him. Nice. So then he goes I to. I liked the way you did that. That was like yeah. you know in horrible histories, uh, mm-hmm. when the guy's like, but not for long. That was what yeah. you did there. You were like, you know, racism doesn't exist there. Only it does. It was that was good. Yeah. Well done. Mm-hmm. Anyway, then they go to France, where racism also doesn't exist, except that it does. And then they go to Germany, where racism doesn't exist, except that it does. Uh, and he can't find any boxing matches at all. And yeah. they're running out of money, and they keep fleeing from place to place. He's getting really emotionally... The emotional strain on him and his wife is reaching PowerPoint, Paramount Point. Yeah. Um, Did you they say eventually... reaching PowerPoint? <laughs> reaching as PowerPoint. It's in, in the Microsoft application. Yeah, 2010, cool. baby. Um, so they go, they end up fleeing to Mexico, um, and he and his wife have a big fight, um, about whether Jack should take the government's offer to throw a match against a white boxer, so that he can be, and in exchange for a much reduced sentence, uh, and they have a discussion, uh, during which she asks why he won't do this, and he struggles to articulate why he can't, um, and at the end of that very fierce argument, she ends up killing herself. Um, so Jack takes the match and he's planning to throw it but then at the last second he decides he ca- he can't and he fights in earnest but then he loses anyway Yeah. Uh, and that's the film so what are your main thoughts mate, matey moo I've got some things to say your, your, your plot summaries have got very quick they have and I think that's better honestly I'm not backing down I, on this I, I think it's probably better but we are now 10 minutes in and and normally by this point we're about an hour in but yeah it's fine because now we've got ages to discuss in great depth the film well yeah because we can talk about the stuff that's interesting rather yeah. than me going um and uh, for ages it's trying true. to remember what happens well done um, um what what did you ask me what so, do i think about the film yeah what's what's your broad takeaway and then we can go into more specific stuff um 
My broad takeaway. I there was not a lot about the Great White Hope, which uh, I I I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it's odd that they named it that. Um, because yeah, the kind of the the impression that that name would give was that it would go back and forth between maybe between uh, Jack Johnson, Jack Jefferson, sorry, and like the promoter that's trying to find the Great White Hope, but instead. Yeah, kind of starts, and they're like, "Oh, you're the White Hope," and then, uh, then, then it's all just about Jack Jefferson, and then he fights a random white dude. Whereas I believe, in real life, yeah. what happened was there was a big search—not a search as in like you know a televised game show or anything, but a search. In real life, it never really there was a search for this, this this hope thing, um, which which is not really reflected yeah. in this one, uh, which is not necessarily a problem, yeah. but it's just it's interesting that they went with that name. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I suppose because it's more showing the sort of racism and overt white supremacy of the time and that help, the fact that they need one. Yeah, uh, but also, you know, channels Jack's uh, innate talent and that such a thing is needed. Uh, this is, I think, the first film we've done this entire time that is overtly about race. Um, uh, we've obviously done some stuff which has hints of that like getting straight and then um, there's obviously the games which was just a racist film <laughs> but i haven't yet done uh yeah i, was, I mean i was gonna say the, the games is probably the, the most similar to this one just in terms of sort of yeah. base theme or having not. um having a major black character in it yeah uh, <laughs> well it's more the sport the sports film is kind of what i'm thinking about it. um yeah i'm looking here at all the films you've done Wow, it's so, been quite a while, hasn't it, since we did some of these? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't but, think um, any of these I, were particularly bad. Yeah, but I thought, you know, bearing in mind that it's a 50-year-old film, um, I thought it was all right uh, from that angle. I thought it was quite interesting to see. I'm not sure about, like, the race of the writer, um, but, you know, it had some interesting stuff. I don't know, actually. Sort should, of Jack's... Should I look it up? Hackney something, right? Uh, yeah, How Howard Sackler. Oh. Uh, there's a picture on his Wikipedia. Um, I guess you can look at this. That's a white seed. But um, there's some quite interesting stuff. Um, Jack's very. Jack refuses to. He is a white seed. Okay. Interesting. Um, yeah. But you know. Yeah. Uh, but you know. Not, some, that so I, not that that's a major thing. Oh! Did no, he, did he write Jaws? I suppose explain some things. Sorry? Did he write Jaws? I can see Jaws here. How um, Howard uh, oh, here we go. Spielberg felt like activists. Yeah. Okay. So, so he did a he he did a rewrite of Jaws, um, huh. and it, it looks like he did Jaws two as well. Howard Sachs movies: Fear and Desire, Killer's Kiss, A Midsummer Night's Dream, The Great White Hope, Jaws, Grey Lady Down, Jaws two, Saint Jack, Down River from twenty eighteen. He did a film in twenty eighteen apparently. All right. Well. I was going to say, I thought it was okay on that front, at least speaking as a domestically incredibly white, but at least modern uh, audience member. In, um, in, on what, what, front, what front is that, sorry? Uh, well, like, it has some interesting, not interesting, but it has, it has a nuanced perspective. I suppose Jack sort of refuses to take responsibility for um, acting as a sort of symbol of African Americans in the country in a time of racial segregation, despite the fact that he is, you know, whether he likes to or not. And that clearly, even though he won't overtly acknowledge it, um, seeps into his motivations at least a little. Yeah, um, he's kind of. Um, he's got this thing where he's like, "I'm just a boxer," 
Um, you know, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not a black boxer. I'm yeah. not representing well, anyone. He's, just... he's winning for himself, not yeah, for you lot. Exactly. Um, but I'll, but you know, clearly he is at least somewhat. Um, well, not he isn't, but but for for people, that's what he represents. For well, both in I a feel good way and a that, or do you think I feel he... that Jack's motivation for boxing is to sort of rebel against a world that is so actively hostile to him? Yeah, and that he obviously comes from racism. I don't I don't know if it's so much to rebel about against it. I think it's more well, just well, it's, it's, more, it's, to, more, more, it's more, just, more to he wants to do what he wants to do, and he's not going to let it's more to like it. achieve a certain self actualization, like to. Yeah. That he can't be controlled by yeah, but the but I, I think I think for him it's 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 for himself. Um, like he doesn't see why it's not so much that he doesn't see why a black person can't box. It's more just like he 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 can't see why he can't box. I guess I don't know. Well, yeah, exactly. That's the kind of but vibe like, I get. You know, he the way that he talks about how he doesn't see himself as uh like the the great black hope, I guess, or whatever. And the fact that his mom says that from a young age, you know, he was asking why can I do this? Why can I do this? I kind of yeah yeah well i think that's sort of his he doesn't want to be defined as a black person exactly. he wants to have he wants to be seen he wants to be seen as an equal um and obviously in that time uh if accepting a black well, he does accept a black identity but i suppose if he became an african-american hero that would be seen as limiting in his psyche yes exactly yeah that's what i was going to uh, say and um, yeah he sees but himself as a hero right? but like the forces that motivate him to box are you know racist Forces. It is yeah. a way of fighting against the press. He, he sees it as against himself. Him, um, him consciously is not doing it for that reason, but his reasoning for doing it goes back to that. That is what's causing his reasons for doing it. I guess is what we're saying. Yeah. Um, I quite liked um the sort of bits in the romance where like they clearly struggle with the fact that there are aspects of his life that his um white girlfriend can't relate to. Yeah. Um, thought those were handled in a way that was quite sweet, but you know, fairly mature. Oh, do you know what race film we did? What we did, Watermelon Man. Y- you did Watermelon Man. I never I saw did Watermelon it. Man. Um, Watermelon yeah. Man was actually written by a black person. How did you feel that compared? Fuck, I'm trying to remember Watermelon Man. Well, I feel like actually this one. No, I don't really know. Um, I guess it wasn't that different, really. It was a weird yeah. one. I can't even remember um, much about it. Uh, I was going to say that it's maybe more uh, like willing to put itself out there and, and not be kind of, you know, real, real, real world deed into one thing or another. But actually, I don't think that's the case. I think this one, this one goes quite far as well. You know, it's not, yeah. it's not got like a white savior narrative, I don't think, or anything no. like that. Well, I was reading some contemporary reviews accused it of taking the easy way out. And I was wondering about that in the context of the ending. Because obviously, mm-hmm. in the ending, Jack loses, but he loses fair and square. And he's clearly happy about it because he's found someone who can defeat him, even if they are white. But obviously, that is also the very easiest thing that could happen to him in the film. Um, because that's the single most convenient outcome for everyone involved. So I was wondering if maybe that is a bit of an easy out. Uh, if maybe like a more daring film would have him both make the mistake of trying an earnest and still winning. Um, and then, you know, dealing with the fallout of that or, you know, fading away. Do you know what I mean? Like sort of a self-destructive raging bull, uh, the wrestler kind of thing. Yeah. Because yeah. he sort of take, he takes the self-destructive decision and then still gets out fine. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah. So 
it's pissed off to think. And also, like, it's a bit not weird. Um, obviously, you can have he, nuance in these he, things. But if you're having like a black empowerment film, and then it does end with him being beaten by the white box of fair and square. Um, yeah, genuinely. I think that happened in real life. I mean, I, um, I, I don't know if he, I don't know if he got beaten fair and square. So I mean, obviously, he took the beating for the first however many rounds, and that definitely Duncan? not helped. But I do, I do get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, they don't focus an awful lot on his wife killing herself, um, or at least not as much as you would his expect wife, it to. They do kind of move no. on very quickly. Yeah, they don't. Um, it, it happens off screen, and I realize why you do that because you're being, you know, um, sort of classy. But it does also mean that you don't really feel a lot of impact from it. It's, his trainer runs in and gets very sad, and then they sort of go, and that's it. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, interestingly, Sackler says that he does not believe the play was thematically about racism. It's about the destiny of a man pitted against society. Yeah, I, I uh, that's kind of what I was saying earlier. That that yeah, you know, the way this story is structured, there's not that much that you see. You know, it it like I mean, there's there's even the bit where you see the, the black community turning against him or. or one member of the black community turning against him saying you know he's too white and all this stuff so i think it really it yeah. focuses on how the system has an impact on the individual rather than how the system has an impact on the the system as, as a whole if that makes sense so yeah so, yeah i mean i think you could probably extend the the analogy away from racism and it would still work in some way i don't know what you'd make it about but yeah, yeah. No, apparently Muhammad Ali really liked the play. He thought he saw a lot of himself. Thought it was in it. about him, yeah. I read that. Yeah. Um and people who talked about the play said it was a cliche of white liberalism. Uh, which it kind of is, I suppose. I don't know. Um kinda. Although I think when you compare it to uh Green Book, for example, or other yeah, films that are very white but about black people, I think this one is a lot better. Um obviously yeah, I can't speak as I can't speak as, you know, a, a black person or other minority in, in how it reflects me, but you know. Yeah. I mean I, I think certainly white people don't come out of the film looking either blameless or just misunderstood. And I feel that's the most important Yeah, they're undoubtedly be. racist. Um yeah. in, in um, many, many cases. Yeah. Um I suppose it's not they're certainly not willing to well not even willing, it just it doesn't have a deep discussion of the issues at hand um it's only about how it affects jack but then it's about jack i suppose and i don't think there's really room for um a deeper examination of the issues at hand if you know what i mean it's really more about jack and his relationship with society i suppose yeah it's more like race his, his race is more of an excuse i suppose you could say for there to be someone who all of society is against like it was like if he had like a disability it could basically exactly. be the same story, apart from the fact that it's boxing yeah, well, um, that I mean, there's not really much. It could be other than race, but you could you could extend it to something else, and you know, he could be a woman, he could yeah. be disabled, he could be something else. If it was if it was like if he'd like been accused of a crime or if he was gay, I suppose would be other obvious ones. Yeah, because um, yeah, well, I suppose then there's also the fact that like Jack's own well, Jack does have his own community, but parts of it do turn on him. Well, yeah, he he does he does, but he kind of sees himself as separate from that. I mean, that's 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 the whole yeah. thing that we were saying about he doesn't really see himself as black, or he does, but he doesn't. But see then, it as a when when he's it. when he escapes the country, obviously his whole family and friends come together and they're able to get him out. So I don't think he 
he doesn't divorce himself. Oh, he definitely doesn't. But he, but I mean, his mum talks about how he, he doesn't accept that he's. He doesn't accept that his. He doesn't accept the light society has cast him as a second class citizen. And yeah, exactly. Citizen. Which I mean, I'm not um, saying that anyone it gets should him in a whole that. heap of trouble. Not, uh, not that anyone should accept that. Point of the film. That's kind of the the point of the film. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah. Just, what else is there to discuss, really? Uh, what did you think of uh, the female lead? Uh, what's her face name? Ellie. Australian uh, girl. Eleanor or whatever. Yeah. What, what, what did I think of her? Um, yeah. I think she's that like classic, uh, like female character that's very strong and like just the sidekick and there for the person. Um, obviously that that's not true when she kills herself, but up until that point, her character is almost entirely as an extension of Jack and as someone to yeah. remind him that not all white people are racist and someone to support him when he's feeling down. Yeah. Um, I suppose and... you could, I suppose you could talk about maybe the wife being like the get out of jail free card, but I think obviously for the story to work, she has to be on his she side. She does. And I think, and, and I mean, I think there's the interesting thing about how, what, what was, what was the deal with it that he wouldn't let her watch the fights? Yeah. What was, what was the deal with that? Did you, I kind of somehow missed. I don't want to sound mean, but James Earl Jones has a very strong accent in this film. And therefore he there does. are parts of it that I do miss. Um, um, uh, Although yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't sure if it's because he was worried that. Oh, he doesn't want her to see the racial abuse. I think that's being hurled at him. Oh yeah, right. Of course. Um, because mm-hmm. it, it would kind of anger her. But then, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like there could have been more on that. I mean, they have they have the big final argument, and they kind of have one, yeah. kind of midway through as well. I think. I, I'm going to go one. ahead and say that I find the final argument, whilst it's quite nasty, does not justify her killing herself or at least to me it seems a bit still seems a bit out of nowhere it um, does but like, i think i think the point is that the tension's been building and she's been ignoring it and, yeah and well, I, I mean they've been on the run kinda, for that years actually kind of makes it work because i think you know i think my my issue with her character was that she really didn't do much she was just always there as like the support woman and there was never any characterization but actually now thinking about it that might be deliberate you know, to show that she's been bottling it all up for this this final, you know, yeah. argument. Well, there's the maybe. there's the scene where the where the lawyer tries to trick her into like saying that um, Jack raped her, and she stands her ground and is able to sort of uh, yeah, yeah move that, way around him. No, no, that's true. But what I mean, that's kind of what I mean is that at no point do you see her being negative towards him, and and that that kind of makes it all the worse because it shows that when she finally yeah. is able to do that and and sort of lets it all out. He does not react well at all, yeah. and, and I suppose the ultimately the final tension, the tension between them, um, is that she can't really understand what he's going through. Yeah, um, and she can't understand exactly his motivations for why he keeps on, why he's on this self-destructive path, as it were. Um, and so she can't really offer him comfort when he needs it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Jack also already has a wife. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think she's his wife. I think she's. Yeah. Just refers to herself as that. I think she's like a. Yeah. Ex, an ex. But. 
kind of thing. Yeah, I'm not sure what she was doing in the film. She really didn't contribute to much. I think she was meant to be maybe comic relief, but she certainly wasn't funny. Um, I don't know if she's meant to be comic relief. Uh, maybe she's meant to represent like the the community that he's left behind or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, um, she had. I mean, she had some tension around. I guess it, it, it's it's will will he go back to his own race kind of tension, but then it's well, I mean it's never, no, it's never done. There's no romance there. Her two scenes are she has a lot of argument in front of him in front of reporters, and then she threatens yeah. to like sell him out to the police when he's trying to escape. I mean, I feel I, but uh, I feel like the the potential there would be that they could have done some uh, kind of tension around will will he get back with her because it's easier, you know. Oh um, yeah, I see what you're saying. I, and I think that's kind of what she's meant to be. But then, you know, actually in the film, that there's never that tension yeah. and and nothing ever happens around it. But I kind of I have a mm-hmm. feeling that maybe that's kind of the point of her. Yeah. Maybe. Um. Yeah. What do you think of the film visually? I thought it was quite flat and uninteresting. I would say that's easily my main issue: is that yeah. the presentation is quite dull. I would say so. Um, I would, yeah, I would agree. They don't really show much boxing in the film, and I'm sure that's because it probably actually had a quite large budget. I'm not yeah, I was going to say, because they, I mean, they must have um, built that stadium set and stuff. I mean, they must have had yeah, a pretty large budget. Um, so, but, so but, like, yeah, I'm sure so, part of it's because it used to be a play, and obviously you'd, you would have to skip a lot of the matches and that. But, yeah, uh, but then you know. you'd expect them to put it in the film. So yeah, my one of my main gripes of it was that it doesn't show the boxing. Um, there was a point where at the first match... I like looked away for a second, and then the match was over. When I looked up, and I was kind of yeah. expecting like a big long boxing scene, found that but you just, you just see him. Honestly. Yeah, you just you just see him beating the guy up, and then it cuts to much later when he's won. Um, the film. Well, it doesn't also... even do that. It's it, it's just like the match begins, and then we cuts to like the evening, and there's no real yeah. sense of time passing other than that. It's a different time of day. I was really thrown for a loop by that. Well, so was I. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was really expecting to see the boxing match, and then. Even if you didn't yeah. see the boxing match, at least you know see him winning. Like maybe like a, a wee a wee shot of like him falling down or something, like just yeah. to show that it's happened. Um, because uh, they, I don't think they even show the later boxing match. Um, the only boxing match they show is the one at the very, very, very end, and it's yeah. really and it's decently well done. Um, I'm, it's it a is shame really well done, but but, if, but even then they they don't start it until partway through the no. match. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's. I'm sure it's hard to film. I think. Well, I think the main reason is because it's it's a play, and the the conversion from the play was was very much keeping it as a play. Yeah. The the film that this reminded me of, which I have to confess, I've only seen half of, is is Fences. Do you know that film? I haven't seen Fences. No. But you know it. Uh, know of it. No, not even know of it. Okay. I'm look it up now. It's, uh, it's, it's got Denzel Washington in it. Um, it's also about race. Uh, and it's about. I think it's about a baseball player or a football player or something in in a similar time period, I believe, to this, or maybe a bit later. Um, anyway, that's also based on a play, and it's similarly very like brown and grey kind of colour pa- palette and a lot of people talking mm. and a couple of dramatic scenes, but it's, it's all very clearly like, you know, you, you can very much tell it's based on a play because of the yeah. way the dialogue is done and the way the way stuff's shown. And I think the big thing of the film, mm-hmm. the big thing of the film, the big thing of screenwriting is you you have such a potential for like the visual medium to be able to show certain things that you don't yeah. need the same dialogue as in a play. 
Well, I mean, like, the and issue with adapting plays is that obviously a play is always the, almost the entirely... Most of the dialogue, because the play was, was good and it was successful, yeah. but... Well, like, a play is always going to be, like, mostly dialogue-based, and that's and, always going to be a bit of a challenge you know, if you're making listen. a film. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unless, like, the dialogue is unusually good, because, um, like, obviously... But, my but, even, but even then, even then you, need the visual, you need the visual stimulus, because hmm. the whole thing with being in a theatre is... is you know the the visual stimulus is seeing the audience around you in the auditorium and and how the set's been dressed and all this kind of stuff um and i don't think that translates to a film unless you do stuff interesting visually as well yeah that's kind um, of my opinion on well that. like i was gonna say my dinner with andre is obviously a very good film that's basically just a play um and i think obviously. that's able to carry itself mostly just on the strength of this dialogue right but the dialogue in the film isn't especially good either it's not it talks about some interesting things, but it's not very interesting moment to moment. And I think that really yeah, starts to exactly. the problem. And I think I think for for play, you get away with that somehow. I mean, I personally, I find a lot of plays very boring. And 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 you know, there's there's actually when I think about it, there's not many times I've been to the theater and really really enjoyed what's on stage, apart from like a pantomime mm. or a musical or something. And even then, even then, I, I find it hard to to keep myself really focused on it. And and the, the the thinking of a film is you have control over everything, you know, and and I feel like this <clears> film, not as much as as Fences from what I've seen of it, but but this film doesn't really take that that advantage and use it. Yeah, yeah, um, it's very visually, as you say, it's mostly brown. Um, this yeah. dialogue's not particularly. I think it's just it has to be interesting. From it has to be fun to hear. The or at least or interesting to hear the characters speak, and whilst they do have interesting things going on, most of their conversations are quite straightforward in the film. Yeah. Um, characters are usually quite um, honest about what they want. Um, I mean, the other the other big thing is that I honestly couldn't understand it a lot of the time. Yeah, I, I mean, like I said, I didn't want to be mean to James Earl Jones' accent because I know it's well, it's like, a bit. I mean, that, uh, you can be his accent. It, um, is that his actual accent? Maybe, well, I think it's for the film. I think it's for the film. It's certainly they all. Uh, it's most an of attempt at an authentic accent. I don't want to be like the guy who like watches like a, a film set by someone with like any accent other than his own. Is like this disgraceful. Um, like I'm sure no, it, but... if you come from uh, wherever the accents from, I it. Have you ever watched Futurama? No. Ah, oh, well, well. Okay, well, well I'll say, I really feel that the character Barbados Slim. His design is based off James Earl Jones in this film because they speak the same and have a very similar look. Although that's maybe just me making connections where there aren't any. Right. Um, yeah, James Earl Jones is usually it's usually pretty easy to tell what he's saying. There's just a couple of moments where it goes a little too much for me. It's when he's speaking uh, fast oh, or shouting or yeah. something. And there's a couple of other characters that have the same accent. Um, and yeah, like I, I don't want to be cruel because obviously that is um, if that. If that is, as I assume, an authentic accent, I think it is, then, like, I don't want to crap on it, because, um, obviously, it's just as valid a way of speaking as mine. Oh, sure, yeah. 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 But for a cinema audience, you kind of want to be able to understand the dialogue, especially when the whole film eh. is based around the dialogue. I don't know, the fancy you're making it for. Um, if it's right. for, like, viewers, then, obviously, maybe that wouldn't be as big an issue. Um, this film made a loss by a half million... That's right. Uh, yeah, which is quite interesting. Although it did get nominated for two Oscars uh, for both James Earl Jones's and uh, 
uh, Jane Alexander's performances, uh, best actor and best actress. They they won the Tonys, I think, for for those. They won the Tonys for the play version, but they got nominated for. Oh, of course, uh, the Tonys is the play. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um, um, cool. So they got they got nominated. That's nice. Yeah. Um, uh, I feel James Earl Jones probably deserves it because his performance is pretty good. Uh, Jane Alexander, I thought was kind of mediocre, but you know what? I mean. Good. For, there aren't a lot of meaty roles for women, so at that point in time, so maybe it's good enough. True. Um. Do you know? Have you seen her in anything else? No, although she seems quite famous. So she was in. She was in Kramer versus Kramer, which I've not seen, but I know it's like. A in what? Um. Yeah. Oh, Kramer versus Kramer. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people like that. Um. Yeah. 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 Anything else about this film particularly? Oh, let me out. have a look at my notes. Um, oh, so it starts off with much of what follows is true. Oh, yeah, I like that. It was a very... Because apparently just, not a lot of what happens. It's just some of it's true. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's, it's it's better than saying, like, based on a true story or something. It's, it's very much saying yeah. this is not that true. Yeah, um, you know, some stuff vaguely based on fact. Yeah. Uh, this the First World War takes place In... during this film. Oh yeah, of course. Um, uh, there's some German soldiers that you see. Yeah, Jack. Uh, Jack, Jack doesn't play, take sides, man. It's not his conflict. No, he doesn't. He says he says we're we're finished here. There's a, the, the war is starting, and then just leaves you. Yeah. and that's that's it. In Mexico, they go to Mexico. And mm. um, yeah, very American, not taking sides. Yeah, of course. Um, um, let me look. They, there's the, what did you think of the, the feature scene? Uh, I thought that was interesting. Um, I think it's a lot of what Jack doesn't want. I think obviously the choice of Uncle Tom's cabin is a very deliberate one. Uh, yeah. What? what what's the plot of that again? Uncle Tom's cabin is like one of the first stories about how slavery might be bad. Um, but it's like yeah. a bunch of stories about an old slave called Uncle Tom, and then like he helps out folks so he's a decent soul yeah. Um, yeah. and you're supposed to realize that maybe old black men can be nice but yeah. it's been very roundly criticized in the 200 years hence for still being quite racist and stereotypical um, and as you may know the modern slang uh, uncle tom is a black person who sells out uh, other members of his race to white folks oh okay um, interesting but I, I think in the context of this scene, it's supposed to be quite humiliating for him to be an experience of volume racial stereotype. Yeah, especially when the, the other guy comes out dressed as a little girl and, yeah. and sings and stuff. Yeah. That's a um, very horrible scene. Do you, do you know what was cool? The, the, well, when they were way, getting weighed in at the start of the fight and they like sit on the giant scale thing, that was cool. Oh yeah, I forgot that they used to do that in boxing matches. It's very fun. Yeah. Um, you know that it was like it was a decent it was like decades before someone in boxing realized that like they could dodge. Uh, it was like seen as ungentlemanly. This sorry, say that again, you cut out a bit there. Uh like in the development of boxing, uh, like it took yeah. years before some people started dodging. Uh like originally boxing just existed as just punching. Right, and then and then what? There was originally just punching, and then someone smeared out to dodge. 
Oh, okay, right. Sorry, I couldn't hear you at all. Um, yeah, that's your fault, mate. I thought you were going to say something about how they changed the weigh-in process, and you were going to say like it took years for them to use an electric scale or something, but you didn't. No, you let your expectations color your uh, perception. Yeah, I was hoping you'd have a deep knowledge of uh, boxing. Um, there's a nice little bit of imagery when when he wins the fight, and then there's behind him is the Cafe de Champion, which was uh, hey, hey, hey. How not, not at all discreet or subtle, but kind of funny. Um, the, the 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 I I watched this in two hundred and forty p. Um, yes, yeah, so did I. Could you tell uh, who who people were at some point? Because they were the quite blurry. People, things, the I don't want to blame the film insane. for that because it's absolutely our fault. Oh no, it's completely our fault. But um, there are definitely bits when <laughs> all the white people look the same actually against against the yeah. stereotype. Um, yeah, it was interesting. Um. <laughs> He's switching. Okay, what what about the the all black baseball team, the Detroit Blue Jays? Is that is that real? Uh, I heard of an all black baseball team. I don't know if that was uh, the one. Detroit Blue Jays. Hmm. I don't know if it was. Maybe it was something else. Detroit. Uh, the there was the a all, there was an all black league. Created in 1888 with a yeah, name. I, I, I knew that. Um, what was that? What was that league called? Um, one words league. <laughs> what was it? Oh. Uh, the lesser N word league. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Okay, uh, let me have a look here. I'm, I'm looking at the Wikipedia feature. The Detroit Stars. The Detroit. Yeah, Detroit Stars. It looks like it's the the thing. Yeah, so so maybe in the true story it was the Detroit Stars and he changed it to the Blue Jays, or maybe they're they're not in the. It never happened. Maybe they're not in the N word league, but rather in the. Like, to be honest, I dare say that the real Jack Jefferson's uh, escape plan did not involve uh, merrily disguising himself as a member of a local baseball team. Could have done. I mean, it's not romantic. I found that scene quite funny. Um, actually, yes, but not the most realistic in the world. Mm, no, probably not. Um, should I look it up? Let's see. Mm. Baseball. Oh yeah, to flee to Canada, Johnson posed a member of a black baseball team. Oh, well, look at go. me. They went to Big, Montreal and then they went to France. Ah, uh, those bloody Quebecers. Uh, interesting. Mm. Very interesting. Very interesting. Oh, indeed. and he, he actually served time in prison, IRL. Yeah. Um, interesting. Yeah, most of the second half of the movie is made up. Uh, yeah, a lot of it. Oh, he died in a car crash. Simple. Yeah. After racing angrily, after racing angrily from a diner fuse server, he was taken to the closest black hospital. That's the weirdest thing to read. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, segregation, man. It's yeah. a real bad. It's pretty crazy. I mean, imagine you have to go to. Oh, he had a lot of fights. Holy shit! Ninety-five fights. Ninety-six fights. Mm -hmm. Seventy-one wins and eleven losses. I mean, that's an insane amount of fights, isn't it? 
Uh, yeah, it's quite a lot. How many fights? I does... say, as someone who definitely knows the answer to that question. Who's the current boxer? I guess a recently retired boxer. Tyson Fury, that's a boxer, isn't it? Yeah. Tyson Fury. How many fights has he had? Um, I know this is interesting uh, stuff here. Just honestly, <laughs> I possibly he's got he's got thirty one fights. He's okay. been fighting, but he's been fighting for twelve years, and and Jack Johnson fought for oh, like thirty years. Okay, so maybe 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 that's about normal amount. Mm. Yeah, that would be three fights a year, wouldn't it? Yeah. Wait, yeah, because if this guy's been boxing for ten years, and he's got thirty fights, that's that's three fights a year, and then Jack mm-hmm. Johnson has seventy fights over thirty years, so that's like two and a bit fights a year. Cool. This is quite boring. Well, I find it interesting because I think <laughs> when you think about boxers, you don't really think about how little they actually fight. I mean, okay, right. I'll make it interesting. It's so like a football team plays every week, right? Yeah. And sure, their season only lasts a bit, but they, they do it every week. Whereas a, a fighter in pretty much all, all fighting sports only fights like twice a year. And that's, okay. their, that's their whole job. Mm-hmm. You don't find it interesting? No. I mean, think how much money must be involved in the fights in order to, to pay these guys the amount that they get paid. Mm-hmm. Okay, fuck you. Um, <laughs> cool. Uh, Do you want to move on to ratings? I feel we've gotten to the bottom of the barrel. You think we've got to the bottom of the barrel? Sure. Um, Unless you've got more barrel to... I don't think out. I've got more barrel to to to, to go down. Cool. Uh, no. Cool. I'm going to rate it... I'm going to say skip, personally. Oh. Um, you know, I think it's quite boring. Um, these are obviously themes that have been dealt with uh, many a time in the American film canon. Um, so I can't really see say see myself recommending it to anyone. I I'm I'm going to say watch if it's on, um, just to be different uh, from you. I fair. think if we both said it's, skip it's called... it, if we both said skip it, it wouldn't be yeah. fair for for the film. It's not a yeah. bad film. The la- the la- the it's latter half it sort of picks up a bit in terms of the emotional drama is a bit more yeah. entertaining. It's if... just it's a little too slow. It's a little too straightforward, and it's obviously a yeah. Bit it, I think if you enjoy p- plays. Um, and and kind of films based on plays that, that very closely follow it, then you you might like this one. I mean, obviously we've talked about how it's not that deep and and stuff, so you know think about that. But but you might like it if if you're into plays that that are being converted to films. So yeah, I'm going to rate it. Watch if it's on, um, uh-huh. and go down to skip if you if you think you find it boring, and go up to watch watch if you think you find it really interesting. Yeah, I mean I don't know if you're interested in. Well, I was going to say if you're interested in the life of Jack Johnson, but that's not true. Because uh, it's not accurate. Um, if you're interested in the like life of Jack Jefferson, Jefferson, then yeah. <laughs> then give it a uh, watch. Yeah, I don't know. It's not, it's hard to recommend. It's got an inter- The story about one man's relation with society uh, is quite interesting. Um, yeah. But I just it's quite well trod ground, uh, and I'm sure there are better films that tread the same areas. Have I uh, have I said to skip any of the films that we've talked about? Ye- Probably. Maybe. But I don't know. Uh, I can't remember. I don't think. I don't think it's rare for you to 
absolutely hate any of the ones we've done. You don't have as strong opinions as I do generally. That's true. I'm uh, a very, I'm very centrist. Yeah, maybe, uh, possibly the Out of Towners. I think Toronto really mm -hmm. hated that. Yeah, maybe. Um, I don't know. Trog, you hated Trog on anything I've ever seen you hate oh, in your yeah. life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I did. Trog, Trog had has got a Criterion release. It has got a tri Criterion release. We now. didn't talk about this, I don't think, last week. I think this happened. Yeah, between... uh, Criterion's releasing a bunch of seventies horror films. Trog is the first one. Uh, I think we mentioned at the time it's got a big cult following, completely yeah. understandably. Uh, I'm not changing my mind though. It's still boring as fuck. It's still boring as fuck. So, despite yeah. the fact that you now can buy the Criterion release, neither of us are going to up our rating to the Criterion release. No, not at all. Uh, that is reserved for Eocon from Easter for me so far, and nothing for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Um, okay, that's enough about well, Great White Hope. Um, yeah. What have you been up to? What you, we we played uh, we played Among Us last week. I don't think did we. We, we did, did talk, talk about, about this last week. I'm not letting you talk about us talking about this again. It. What what did we? Um, there was some, there was something that we did not talk about last week that I meant to talk about, and for some reason I thought that was it. But if we talked about that, then then that's not it. No, uh, we talked about Elder Scrolls and, uh, online and Among Us last week. I believe are the two things right. you mentioned. Um, uh, I can talk about what I've been doing if you want some time to think. My computer is fucked. Um, okay. Did I tell you that? No. Well, you mentioned That's, at the beginning of this podcast. I did mention the email for it. It's, it's, it's playing up. Um, cool. uh, and I don't know what to do. Because uh, I phoned the people and they, they, they've sent me some RAM to buy. Uh, but I am kind of want to hold off buying it because I might get a new one. But then if I get a new one, I should use parts from this one. And I don't know how to do that. So basically, I need to learn more about computers so that I can try and... Yeah. It's fun. Right. Yeah. Cool. Um, Anything else? Uh, so oh, I watched a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, so last Saturday I watched Eternal Sunshine or the Spotless Mind. Uh, right. Mind. That's the Charlie on, Kaufman film. That's on my watch uh, list. It's really good. Um, but I felt kind of cheated because I've played uh, the indie game To the Moon, okay. um, and it's sequel Finding Paradise, which I think I talked about on here long ago. Um, and those games are based off the premise of Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, and what really impressed me about John Malkovich was how original it was, and I've sort of robbed myself of that, if you know what I mean. It felt a lot less uh, out there, I would say. It felt a lot... But in a way, it felt a lot more whole, a lot more solid as an idea. It really felt like it had a certain legs to it. Sorry, the, the Eternal Sunshine felt more solid than John Malkovich, obviously. It felt less original, but I think it felt right. more complete. More... Right. Being, More quintessentially being, being story. Which is an interesting film. Yeah. Um, um, I, I but I think it doesn't work it. as well as a whole as Eternal Sunshine okay. and Spotless Mind, which is a very well, complete film. Okay. Maybe that's the word I'm trying to look for. I will keep that uh, in mind. Yeah. Then I watched The Hard Day's Night, uh, which is on BBC iPlayer right now, which was a really good film. It's about um, 36 hours in the life of the Beatles. It was filmed at the height of Beatlemania, 1963. Right. Um, but really genuinely really funny. Um, it's got some really good gags. Um, there's a bit of subplot where Ringo loses confidence because he feels they don't value him enough because his nose is too big. That made me think of you. Um, and he wanders around the English streets trying to find himself. But who, he keeps getting who's, mischief. Sorry, whose nose is as big as mine? Ringo. Ringo Star. Um, yeah, look at young Ringo Star. Ringo Star. He's not very, he's not a very attractive guy. He it's quite weird. Nose. 
Are you yeah, it's quite weird to look at like Beetle. Beetle Mania yeah. is really strange to look at because you see John and Paul, who are like really obviously conventionally attractive, and then you see yeah. Ringo and George behind them, who are, I mean this very nicely aren't aren't that. Uh, so it's always quite interesting. All these hundreds of women go gaga over them. Who have we got? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I can kind of yeah. But yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Hmm. More okay. those things. Um, I also I've also been watching the Fifty Shades of Grey trilogy with my flat, and can right. confirm that having finished it, it's quite bad. Really? Uh, to really shake the world. Um, yeah. And I guess that's... Oh, and I watched uh, season one of The Boys on Amazon, which I found quite disappointing. Oh, really? Oh, don't say that. I, I've been meaning to watch it and I've heard it's really good. Uh, well, I really... Well, a lot of people like it. I really liked the first episode because I thought it felt... I've seen the ideas it's used before in terms of, like, evil superheroes or what if superheroes were capitalists. Uh, but I yeah. thought there was a certain certain nice spin they were putting on it that I found quite original and was enjoying. But I felt it felt like it got a lot more generic as the season went on. Um, so I've started season two, and I'm not... I don't know, it's really lost a lot of the initial uh, attraction for me, but I'll, I'll stick with it uh, for now, at least. But okay. uh, yeah, that's my review of The Boys without spoilers. Um, yeah, I Thank don't know. Really um, I feel like... It does occasionally feel like it's also just going a bit too much to be edgy for the sake of edginess. Um, in a way that I don't find particularly helpful or interesting. Okay, interesting. Uh, well, I mean, I'm still going to watch it, but thank you for your yeah. feedback on it. I watched One Flew Over the Cookie's Nest. Um, oh, I like that film. It was good, really yeah. good. Um, yeah, was this in that, are you going to watch Netflix's Ratchet? I, I've watched the first episode of Netflix's Ratchet. Because I, um, I, hate, I hate that that thing exists so much. It, Pisses me off more than anything. The the um my girlfriend wanted to watch Ratchet and I said not until uh, we've seen one And then you dumped nest. her because that was the only then, reasonable response. Well, my parents actually recommended Ratchet, I think. Um <sighs> and then but I said I want to watch one for the Cook's Nest first. And I'm very glad I did, because the first episode of Ratchet was not great. Um have you seen it? Yeah. Uh I know I haven't seen it as a matter of principle and also because right. I don't want to. Um, I know roughly what... I think... Do you care if I spoil the plot of Ratchet for you? Yes. Okay, well, I, I know the very bare bones of why she's evil, but, like, it's yeah. just unbelievably so, not a story that needs to be told. Like, so, it just yeah, I think the thing with the film... The thing wretch. with the film is her character is actually quite ambiguous because, on the one hand, she is evil, but then there's there's another part of it where you can kind of wonder... If she's she's doing it for for the people, and you know she says that she wants to keep she wants to keep Jack Nicholson there, and you're like, does she want to do that just to punish him, or does she want to do that because she actually wants to try and fix him? And there's all these questions about her character that I think would be interesting. Well, I think she's but more then, of a symbol than a character. Exactly. And that's like really not interested in finding out about her but, childhood. But then, based well, based on based on the story. first episode, she's she's basically just like a cartoon villain in in the, the, the series and maybe I don't know, maybe it changes, but um yeah, she basically is a cartoon villain and I actually watching the film, I don't know if this is what I was meant to get, but I kinda thought she was quite an interesting character. Um and I, yeah. I, I kinda 
on the one hand i kind of wish they'd they'd said more about her in the film also i'm very glad they didn't because i think it was yeah interesting just to wonder like you're supposed to dislike her in the film because she's controlling and restrictive you're not exactly like her i think she's evil at least until jack Nicholson's pushes her over the edge exactly Uh, it's because of her controlling but then but then there's the other side where you kind of wonder well is she just doing that because she knows that's actually what's best because you know, I think she definitely. I think she does think it's what's best. Apart from, as I say, giving Jack Nicholson a lobotomy, which is clearly personal. Yeah, um, exactly. And you know, a very bad thing to do personally. But yeah, don't, uh, don't give people lobotomies when they don't need it. Or, I do think all, she. Actually, well, I think yeah. in the film she's presented as believing in the uh, mental health system. Well, exactly. Such as existed at that time. Exactly. Whereas in the TV series, based on the first episode, she really is not. Um, and and I don't want you. To, I am. I am going to watch the rest of it, but I don't want you to spoil any of it. Uh. Um, right. I, I I feel like actually the the, the the first episode of the series is really good as a standalone story, but it just felt mm. completely disconnected to the film. And and that maybe maybe as the series goes on it becomes more connected to the film and there's more recognizable locations and more recognizable <sighs> characters and whatever. But it's, it really seems you know, like just a random but, the, you know, like it's that thing where maybe someone had the idea and then had to like pick an IP to to, 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 to take it from. Well, it's just, to me, it's so transparently like, okay, we have the one flew over the cuckoo's nest IP, how can we milk this? And like, it just, it irritates me so much. It irritates me so much. Yeah. Um, it's also like the least original idea possible. Like, Far- the Fargo TV show, I've only watched one series of it, but it's really, really good. Yeah. Uh, and that's basically like one of my favourite films ever. And I'm happy that that, that show exists. Um... And like I feel there are interesting things you do. You could like tell other stories in the mental health hospital, for example, if you're doing one sort of the cuckoo's nest. Yeah. Or you can like talk about each of the like inmates individually, like sort of do an anthology thing where they're all given an episode each. That would be interesting, I suppose. Uh, although again, yeah. we're sort of we're in the mystery, but you know, it would be more interesting than going into the backstory of a character who just isn't doesn't need it at all. No. Uh, annoys me. Hmm. I went for a hike on Monday. Yeah. Yep. How was it? How was the great outdoors? It was good. Uh, I've not been hiking for a long time. I used to do it a lot, and it was really nice and good to get back out into nature and stuff. Um, I took my new camera with me, uh, and I took some photos. But I always, I, 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 can't, I get kind of annoyed when people are constantly stopping to take photos, and I kind of felt like I'd become that person. Um, but uh-huh. it was fine. It was good. What was moral nice degeneration? Like. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I believe you. Thanks for replying. Um, what else have been? What else have been getting up to? Getting, getting done. Um, I bought a new game on Steam, which I've not really played. Uh-huh. Um, I played a little bit. So I bought Axis Football Twenty Twenty. Mhm. And now you're, you're wondering what that is. Well. Yeah, I don't the 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 NFL game Madden is awful, and um, it's been quite bad for quite a few years, and this this year's one is really bad. So I I got I got looking for alternatives, and <clears throat> the um the recommended alternatives on PC are like Madden two thousand five and Madden two thousand eight, and I thought yeah, well I don't really want to get an old game, you know I I might get it, but I kind of want something new. Um, and then there was, there was Axis Football 2017, and then I, I looked on Steam, and, and just two days ago, I think, 
uh, Axis Football 2020 came out, so I bought it and uh, I played a little bit of it. And in terms of of like gameplay, it's it's not great. You can definitely tell that it's a very much like an indie game and like a little whatever game. But mm-hmm. there's something so refreshing about playing like a a, a, a game that, that's not the same one I've played a hundred times because I played I've had Madden for the last like five or six years and every one of them is either the same or worse than the last one. And this game is yeah. is, is, is is it has like the same controls, but it's it was just it's fun and and I don't mm. think I'll play I don't think I'm gonna play a lot of it, but it's got a team designer and and you know that like one of the things I absolutely love doing in games is like designing you know people and teams and all that kind of stuff like that that's one of the main things i like doing when i play a game and that's something that's not imagined at all so this one's got lots of that so i'm looking forward to that and it's got really in-depth career mode and stuff so i'm going to try it and see um and and i'm just going to try and get used to the gameplay not being sort of professional or high-end but but still fun um and yeah we'll see yeah i'll get back to you on godspeed to you my man thank you It, it was tough um, what else have I been playing, doing, watching? Uh, I don't know. Nothing, I don't think. I've, I've had a pretty busy week of work yeah. because I went for the hike on Monday. Yeah, I had a really busy week last week, but this yeah. week it sort of chilled out a bit, so I'm a bit happy. No, because I had... I, I, both both my courses this year have, have their class on Thursday, and then they yeah. both released, they both released their, their lectures on Monday, but I was away on Monday, so I had I had... All day Tuesday, I was doing one course, and then all day Wednesday, I was doing the other course in preparation for the class on, on Thursday. So, yeah, that was. Uh, so fair. I've been quite busy actually. And then today, today I've, I've not been busy with work, but I've been busy just, you know, catching up on stuff and, and having fun. Yeah. What a loser. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm plugging away at The Witcher Three. Uh, do not yeah. expect me to finish it anytime soon. Uh, Fall Guys Season 2 is out, so I'm going to try that for next week. With this. Full review of the full game. Um, I'll let you know how it goes. Can you do that? Yep. Cool. Um, I, I think I think you're starting to lose connection more, so shall we uh, finish Shall we week? bow out? I mean, unless if you've got cool. anything else to say, then go for it. But Nah, not really. All right. Well, I'm glad that, we was a, that was a fun wee episode. Um, yeah. Longer than last week. Right. Oh, uh, next week we are oh, yeah. going to do a film by the name of... Uh, it's got a really cool name. Um, it's it's the best name. Do you know, What's your favourite name, Duncan? Uh, mine Duncan. is Jeff. Uh, Shit-shit-shit-shit-shit-shit-shit-shit-shit-shit-shit-shit-shit-shit-shit-shit-shit-shit-shit-shit-shit-shit-shit-shit-shit-shit-shit-shit-shit-shit-shit-shit-shit-